Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D.com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. starting in verse 18, talking about faith. What is faith? I mean, now faith is the substance. We talked about substance last week and what that was all about. And it really proved to us that we are more than enough because we have Jesus and the God had everything inside of us. Amen? And so then in Matthew 9, verse 18, the Amplified Bible, it says, While he was saying these things to them, a ruler, synagogue official, entered the house and kneeled down and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just now died. But come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. It's amazing how the synagogue official had more faith than most people that were walking with Jesus. Jesus got up and began to accompany the ruler with his disciples. Then a woman for, who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the tassel, the fringe of his outer robe. Again, from last week, we learned that was his tzit, T-Z-I-T, Z-I-T, two cents and a T. You write it on paper, that's what it looks like. For she had been saying to herself, if I only touch his outer robe, I will be healed. But Jesus turning and seeing her said, take courage, daughter. Amen. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. And at, one, at, and at once, the woman was completely healed. Say that with me. And at once, the woman was completely healed. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players who were professional hired mourners and the grieving crowd making an uproar, he said, go away, for the girl is not dead, but is sleeping. I bet there was a lot of response to that little remark. What did they do? It says, and they laughed. And they jeered at him. But when the crowd had been sent outside, Jesus went in and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the news about this spread throughout all that district. And Jesus went on from there, and two blind men followed him, screaming loudly, 
Have mercy and compassion on us, son of David, the Messiah. And when he went into the house, the blind men came up to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe with a deep abiding trust that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. And then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, your trust and confidence in my power and my ability to heal, it will be done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one knows this. But they went out and spread the news about him throughout the whole district. And while they were going away, a mute, demon-possessed man was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out by Jesus, the mute man spoke, and the crowds wondered in amazement, saying, Never before has anything like this miracle been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees were saying, He cast out demons by the power of the ruler of demons. Isn't it, confusing? Very, isn't it crazy how the world confuses everything that's good? It makes it look bad. But there's a scripture like that in Isaiah chapter 5 that says they're going to, you know, things that are evil, they're going to make it look good, and things that are good, they're going to make it look evil. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages in Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. His words and his works reflecting his messiahship. And when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Amen. Amen. So if we remember from last week when I was talking about Faith as a substance and an evidence. Mm -hmm. It's faith, our belief in the fact, the truth that Jesus wants to heal everyone and make them whole. That was his purpose to come. And that's really our purpose as his sons and daughters. Amen. We're to be those who are going about like Jesus did and touching people with a prayer, with a love, with, you know, with kindness and praying for people to be healed. Right. We should be doing that everywhere. We should be doing it in the grocery stores, the banks. Wherever we go and see somebody that's lame or sick, we should not be afraid. We should go right up to them and ask them, introduce ourselves, say we're a Christian. We can, we, can I pray for you to be healed? I've done that. I've done that in Walmart. I've done that everywhere, everywhere I go. See, the part of Jesus' cloak that the woman touched, which was called his prayer, a part of his prayer shawl, and when she touches the cloak, she says she would be healed. She was convinced that, 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 that day, when that happened, that point, at that point, her day would be, that would be the day for her miracle. She was already convinced before she went to Jesus. You know, and there's a lot of us that need to get convinced that God is in the miracle working business. I mean, I know a lot of Christians, I've, I've, I've met a lot of Christians over 38 years, that when I tell them that God wants to heal me too, then they look at me like, what? What? You know, like, what do you mean? Do you read your Bible? That's what the, the Bible has over 36 times where Jesus heals somebody. So if you're reading your Bible, it will increase your faith. It will increase your ability to trust. Then Jesus 
turns to her and says, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And this woman was healed at that moment. Now, what does this mean about faith of God seeing miracles happen? Well, this same event was also recorded in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 47. It says, Luke, a disciple of Christ, who is by profession a doctor, tells the story from the standpoint where Jesus says, who touched me? <laughs> and there was so much power created between the attachment of this woman's faith and the faith that Jesus himself had to heal anybody at that time. When Jesus walks among the people of his day, no matter where he walks, he walks already with the intention of bringing healing to anybody at any moment. My question is, if there was a crowd, like it says in the Bible, there was a crowd that thronged all around him, why was there only one woman who was healed? And the rest of the people were like, I didn't get healed. You know, I didn't get nothing. I, mean, I, I, I hear that a lot from people that come to church. We get we have powerful praise and worship, the presence, the power of God moving. And they'll even say, I didn't get nothing at that service. It was completely dry to me. It's all how you think. It's all what you're expecting. Are you coming expecting? Or are you coming just, you know, to get a handout or something? I don't know. But he walks into every environment already knowing that there's an expectation of a need that has to be met by someone and that he is the one in authority to meet that need. And so are all of us. We all carry that same anointing. All of us carry the same anointing. When we go into hospitals, when we go into places, we go to visit people, we should have that intention already in our hearts when we go in there. Not go in there and go, Oh, that person's sick. I'll, 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 call, I'll call Pastor Mike. Let me call Pastor Mike. Where, let, let me go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll call Pastor Mike. He, he could come and heal this one. I can't do it. He'll do it. Come on. When are you going to start believing? When are you going to start believing that you're a son or daughter of God? You can do it. You can. You have to start believing. That you can do it. Let, when I read the word of God, it increases my faith. Yes. And my faith then has to be voice activated. Yes. I have to start speaking by faith. Yes. I have to start believing by faith. I have to stop, walk, start walking by faith. Yes. Amen. 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 Faith is voice activated. Yes. And he walks into any situation and it's already in his being, Jesus. It's already in his being that if someone's faith is activated, a miracle is going to happen. And the word of God tells us in this passage that when the woman touched his garment while he was walking, just walking through the crowd, he wasn't even expect, he wasn't in a position of, okay, everybody line up over here. Uh, it's time for a healing. It's time for a miracle. He was, there was no healing line. There was no miracle. He was just walking in the marketplace, in the crowd. Amen? Amen. And while he was walking, many other people were touching him too. So it begs the, like I said before, it begs the question, why was she the only one healed? Where was everybody else? <coughs> this means she determined in her thoughts 
before even approaching Jesus that she would be healed by only touching his clothes, she already had been determined to believe. Determined to believe. That's what we should be. We should be God's sons and daughters who are determined to believe that we carry the same authority and the same anointing as Jesus, and we can heal too. Amen. 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 Now, this is really important. She believed that if she could just touch him, she would be healed. And how did she come up with that decision? How did she, where did she, how did she get this decision? If I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Where did she get this decision? I believe the faith of God was deposited inside of her that when she came near, she would be healed. She already had that determination. She already had that thinking, those thoughts already in her head. And that was prior action on her part before she ever came close to touching him. <clears throat> she received the gift of faith from God just like every one of us. The gift of faith is inside of us, all of us. A lot of us, it just lays dormant. You know, just, look, it's there. But it's not activated. And so we have to activate it. Amen? Because she had already met God somewhere Already in her heart. Yes. She was already ready before she got there because she already met God in the privacy of her own place, yes. her own residence. Yes. And it was already residing inside of her. And she believed already that if she could just touch this garment, yes. that she would be healed. Yes. So the key is having to agree with God. What's God's will? God's will is that all would be made whole. God's will is that all would be saved. He's not willing that one would perish. <clears throat> and that if he and if he wants to do something in your life, believe me, he will indeed do it. Amen. Amen. He will indeed Amen. do it. And you and God make an agreement. And then when he shows up, your faith attaches with his faith. And boom. But you and God make an agreement. And then when he shows up, your faith attaches it. Attaches with his faith. And boom. There's electricity and it happens. See the word touched. In the Greek. Translates to the word. H-A-P-T-O-M-A-I. Anybody want to pronounce it? Which means to properly attach oneself. But this can also be broken down further in the Greek language to the word hapto, H-A-P-T-O, which means to fasten, as in to set on fire. So to quickly recap, when the word says that the woman touched Jesus, that actually means that fire came through an attachment that made a difference in her life. That was fire that came out of Jesus. And he felt it. Amen. To the Jewish people of Jesus' day, this woman was unclean. She was impure. Because she had been bleeding all these years. No one in the city or the priests wanted to touch her. Jesus was pure in every regard. He kept the entire Torah. But there was no law, and there was no law ever broke. 
He was holy. He was righteous. He was a lover of people, regardless or whether or not they were pure or impure. He loved first in everything he did and wanted people to know this truth. And this woman knew in her heart she would not be cast out by him, by Jesus. And that he would love her and meet her need despite her impurity of blood. And when Jesus entered a situa into this situation, he knew that if somebody's faith attached with his faith, then a miracle would take place. And she believed in the character of God to love her and his desire to heal her. And this was enough to activate the faith of God in her and touch Jesus' heart. And this woman was a perfect example of agreeing with God's desires. God wants to heal everybody. Not just one or two or three or somebody special. He wants to heal everybody. And remembering the two pictures that we talked about last week, we used, we used uh, Luke 5 with the launching out into the deep and, you know, and the, the guys toiled all night. They were fishermen. They toiled all night and caught nothing. And then Jesus said, well, you need to go out there again and put your net to the right. And you'll catch some more. And they all looked at him and started arguing with Jesus and said, we, we, we fished all night, Jesus. There's no fish in that lake. We, we, put our fish, we put our nets all over the lake. We caught nothing. And now you want us to go out and throw our nets over there? Jesus says, please do that. And when they did that, they caught so many fish, they had to call their friends. And when both boats were out there, they were sinking from the amount of fish they were catching. And we're remembering that from last week. And then we also did John 21. But Jesus had to activate their faith to match his faith. See, Jesus was already there wanting to do a miracle to make the fish go into those nets so that they would have more than they could ever imagine. He could have just gave them a couple of fish to feed themselves for a, you know, a day or two or something. He gave them so much fish, their boat was sinking. And then they called their friend's boat over. And their boat was sinking. Amen? And he was ready for a miracle. And he created them through discussion to respond to his faith, even in their state of doubt. Yeah. And fear. They didn't want to go back out there. They don't want to, they didn't believe. Do you think they knew they were walking with the creator of the universe? Had no idea. <laughs> Had no idea they were walking with a guy who said he could send a boat out, put a net over there, and he, just, he can just go. <laughs> he can take all the fish with his finger. <laughs> I don't even think he used his finger. I just think he used his thoughts. He uses thoughts. Amen? See, God will do everything necessary by putting you into a place where even though you have fears and doubts, he will position you to agree with his faith because he wants to work a miracle in your life. He doesn't always ask for your permission. He don't need it. He can work with your fear. 
He could trump fear. He could trump doubt. See, Jesus is always asking us to asking us to agree with his faith so he can work miracles in our lives. He's asking us to get out of the ruts, get out of that place and position yourself, because he's about to do a miracle in that place today. And all we have to do is realize that everywhere he is, he walks with the expectation that someone will be healed. Jesus wants to heal. Not just once a week, not just once a day, every day, all day, 24-7, 365 days a year. Jesus wants to heal. He's just asking us one thing. Luke 8.50 says it. Only believe. Only believe. Jesus is always ready to do something. You see, the real question is, are you ready to agree? Are you ready to agree with God and believe it is his will to always heal you or somebody around you? Are you there today? Looking at the life of Peter and the other disciples, they all had their doubts and fears, but nonetheless, Jesus brought them to a place of trust him when it came to miracles. And no matter where you are right now, if you're in fear and doubt and worry or discouragement or just not sure, God is still able to do the possible in your impossible situation. It is time to simply say, God, give me the God kind of faith that I need to have so I can believe that you believe for my situation. Just give me that God kind of faith. How many are willing to say, God, give me that God kind of faith? Amen? The Bible says in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This word heart translates to cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A. In the Greek language, and it means that your mind, your feelings, and your emotions are pure. But when we allow fear and doubt, worry, and we're always questioning, we become impure in heart. We may stop God from doing a miracle for us. But we need to increase our faith on a daily basis. How do we increase our faith? Read the Word. Read about the miracles that Jesus did. Read them over and over again. Amen? Peter was in the place when he said... We've been throwing our nets all over the lake and caught nothing. But when you hear the word of God preached, it increases your faith to believe that God wants to do a miracle in your life. Peter obeyed Jesus, even though he doubted. He, he just didn't. Oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't think he said it so kindly like I did to Jesus. And as a result of him attaching his faith to God and believing one more time. Nobody's ever prayed for somebody and nothing ever happened. Nobody's ever prayed twice for somebody and nothing ever happened. Nobody's ever prayed five times for something somebody never ever happened. But you keep praying. You keep praying. You keep trusting. Because we contend. We're contending people. Amen. And the dream inside you is big, and it takes faith to make it a reality. 
And the only way you're going to get there is if you activate your faith with God in the place where he's calling you to activate it. He's always asking us to activate our faith. Agreeing with God basically solves all your problems. If God says move, you move. If he says move two steps to the right, you move two steps to the right. Amen? Because he solves our problems. If, you ask, if he asks you to give you that God kind of faith to carry on and follow him, you say, okay, I'll do it. How many ever looked at the back of their our church bulletin every Sunday? Has anybody ever looked on the back? Marie? Yeah. What, what's on the back? Notes. Take notes. You know, take notes. And then go home and put it into application, into practice. Amen? Write down. Write down your doubts and fears. You don't think God knows? You don't think God might be even knowing right now you have some doubts about what I'm preaching? <laughs> or fears? Then ask him to give you the faith to believe that what he wants to give you is, is in this effort. This is what I believe. <clears throat> your faith will increase, and especially if you get into the word of God and you start believing the scriptures that what they say, that, 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 they, that they say the impossible is possible with God. It's possible. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. That he might have Christ might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. By the rhema, by the spoken word of God. Amen? Amen. And then there's another scripture in Romans 10 that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to say the word over and over again so it's louder than the voice in your head and louder than the deceptive voices telling you over and over, your dream is never going to happen. Who do you think you are? This dream that you got from God, it's never going to happen. Your voice and the voice of God inside of you has to get stronger than the voices out here. That are trying to trying to dissuade you about your dream or dreams. Are you with me? That's the kind of God kind of faith you have to have if you want to see a God kind of faith miracle. And God intends to give you a God kind of faith miracle because throughout His Word He proves that His faith and your faith meet. And then there's this God kind of connection, and miracles happen. Miracles happen all the time, every day. Not just in this environment, everywhere you're at. Amen? Because throughout his word, he proves that when that happens, things happen. And maybe you need to commit to living for Jesus again in your life. Maybe you've, you know, got a little mistaken identity, you know? Yeah, you heard that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, baby, but you don't believe that no more. Because you've been doing things in your life that makes it look like there ain't no righteousness happening here. Amen? 
Maybe you need a healing. Maybe God is saying, touch the hem of my garment for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Whatever it is, you just need to ask God for his faith. His faith. So you can believe what he wants to do for you. Give you that miracle. The Bible does say that to all of us. And the key is this. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Amen? But God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. Anything you think. That's a real powerful scripture. Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. All. 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 Why don't you go ahead and make a list of all the things you want God to do for you. And he said he'll blow your mind. He'll do it and do more. Write it down on a piece of paper. Write down your doubts and fears. And let God show you that he's greater than those doubts and fears. Write down something that to, to you might be impossible. But to him it's possible. Write it down.
today, I wanted to say next Sunday, I'm going to give you this whole week to think about all this. But next Sunday, I declare Miracle Sunday. Miracle Sunday. But don't grow weary in well-doing. Put on faith. Stay in faith. And contend. Contend. The devil wants you to get offended. He wants to offend you in the worst way and get you unfocused. And get you confused and get you sidestepped. Contend to stand and rise in faith. Faith. Rise in faith and let your faith increase. Let it increase. Because God's going to do some awesome things in our lives. Amen. Some awesome things. Even though the world around us is unstable, we will remain stable. Because we're founded on a rock that will not move. Amen. I'm living above the line for the glory of God. Amen. Father, thank you so much for all that happened here today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Increase our faith, Father. Give us that God kind of faith that will attach to your faith. And Lord, we'll begin to see the miracles that we've always wanted to see in our own lives, but Lord, in the lives of others around us.